we're gonna get started soon just a little bit of housekeeping here um my name is erica l ayala and of course we have angelica rodriguez here as well we are your co-hosts of the founding four podcast uh it is a podcast hosted by two latinas with spicy hot takes and you know what angelica it is okay i get a little confused some people say it's Hispanic Heritage Month, which also started in the middle of a month. Like, who thought of that? But then also some people add the Latinx, or as I prefer to say, Latine. So either way, for our Spanish-speaking homies, happy This Is Us Month. <laughs> yeah. Happy happy month, y'all. Happy, happy month. month. Happy mid-month to mid-month month, y'all. <laughs> yeah, th- that will never like no i don't i don't who who chose this for us i don't know it's also like black history month being the shortest month of the year but you know we digress um (laughs) we're here we told you spicy hockey takes we should probably add an asterisk because we have spicy takes just in general (laughs) yeah pretty much just in general but okay this is gonna kick off our twitter spaces we're gonna use this um leading up to the premier hockey federation season we're gonna get into all of that but first angelica what's good in your world tell the people uh well you know i'm just here trying to avoid miss rona um still uh two two and a half almost three years later and i still have not tested positive thank god but uh i had close contact so i'm laying low for the time being um but other than that you know i'm just gearing up for the season going to practices and you know getting getting my life together and uh, I know uh, you, Miss Erica, have been the cosmopolitan around here. So what you been up to? <laughs> well, I my fate's not as fortunate as you. So keep Rona and all her cousins away. Um, but that being said, I'm still here, still doing that, that hockey. Was able to go to the Amerigo Latam Cup. It was amazing. Lost my voice. Called like 20 plus games. Uh, unfortunately, and I blame Florida, did come back with the Rona after that. Um, but I'm, I'm good. I'm healthy. Uh, I'm thankful. And we're here. We're here to preview season eight of the league now known as the Premier Hockey Federation. What a time. What a time to be a WoHo fan. It's been a long time coming to get to this season eight good googly moogly there's been a lot of drama <laughs> to get here as well but we're here we're here and Helica. indeed indeed we are and uh i mean here eight like it feels like it just started literally like a week ago and now we're like oh crap it's season eight and you know this is just kind of uh par for the course i <laughs> feel it's almost like oh man i gotta gear up for hockey season again and i'm like Honestly, no, I feel incredibly grateful that we have a pro league to continue to uh, to continue to cover for these awesome athletes. So, yes, exactly, exactly. So on these Twitter spaces, like we're going to keep it real, but we're going to keep it brief, brief, bright, fun, done um, and a little spice in between. Um, so again, this is founding four podcasts by, uh, hosted by Erica Lindsay Ayala. That's me. <laughs> and then <Yeah>! and <laughs> call back. All that was 
literally all that um and angelica rodriguez we're here we thank you so much for joining us on twitter spaces if you have questions most burning questions feel free to raise your hand we're happy to bring people uh into uh or help us have us speaking is so hard my goodness to join us on the stage um but in the meantime in between time let's get into our phf preview so the season opens we counted down we're about four weeks um a month away from the season opening it will open november 5th and 6th all seven yes seven we have seven teams now we have grown past the founding four by which uh, this podcast was named after. Um, so we have seven teams. All seven will be in action. The math does not math for all of them to play the same amount of games. Um, but in looking at that opening schedule on Hedigo, what stands out to you? Um, well, uh, I think that the most uh, obvious would be Boston, Connecticut. The nice little uh, Isabel Cup matchup. I think that would be amazing. Um, I mean, both of these teams are... Uh, you know, I think that Connecticut is going to want to make a strong statement right out of the gate, especially against the team that, you know, spoiled their Cinderella season, so to speak. Not really a Cinderella season, but you know, y'all know what I mean. Um, and uh, I think Boston is, you know, going to want to do what Boston does. Um, it's mildly irritating to me that the Pride ha- are continuing to build an amazing team despite losing a few of their key players. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, also, the shade, the shade of it all. <laughs> <laughs> I, let me tell you, I still am not a big Pride fan, but it is what it is. Um, and uh, also, I mean, uh, Montreal gets its start against uh, good old Buffalo Buttes. So I get to see the very first game that Montreal ever plays, which I feel very, very uh, excited about. Um, so uh, that's going to be that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I think that Montreal is going to be a really fun team to uh, to be a. Uh, to keep out to keep an eye out for you know i think that um we were a little spoiled seeing uh toronto be so good out of the gate i think that montreal is going to be a lot of the same but we'll see we'll definitely see i mean you hit on pretty much all the hits all the hits right there i think the only thing that i would add is i remember there was a time way way back when we were probably still the national women's hockey league where a minnesota whitecaps toronto six matchup sounded like it could be very very intriguing now the Minnesota Whitecaps have changed some personnel at the very top. Uh, they have some of the literal founders of the organization that then joined the National Women's Hockey League in the Brote family in particular, either kind of change up their roles or in the in the um, case of Winnie Brote Brown, retire. So I'm very curious to see what this Minnesota Whitecaps team is, is going to look like. I think that being at the time the only expansion team, um, they they were a really slow start, relied a lot on their speed. 
to get things going and to kind of overpower teams. And that started to dwindle over the last few seasons. Um, then you had the Toronto six, which you already mentioned came out the gate pretty strong. Um, but both teams have lost some, what I would argue are marquee players to the franchise. Obviously the Whitecaps had a little bit of a longer run in this league than the Toronto six, but with, Ali Thunstrom uh, going to Boston with Bucky returning to the Buttes. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, uh, I think it's going to be really interesting. Also, shout out. I want to do this now, and we'll talk about Sam Fryman a little bit later. But shout out to Sam Fryman, who did his own radio-style broadcast of a preseason game the Boston Pride and- played in. So that's the first time I even got to hear Ali Thunstrom um, play for the Boston Pride. So stick taps. Everyone give your favorite emoji. We're going to send all the love to Sam Fryman for that. Um, but the reason I mentioned that in particular is because Ali Thunstrom went down in that game. So we're. I'm very curious to see if we... Um, get any reporting ahead of the matchups in a couple weeks here, a few weeks here um, of any status reports on Ali Thunstrom, because uh, as much as that is a huge signing, I think the news is pretty big. If, if Thunstrom's not fit to go for Boston to open up. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's definitely a a big blow um, or it would be a big blow. Uh, I mean, I think that's, as far as the pride go, they've built such a deep team, especially with their forwards that, um, you know, from an on ice standpoint, it might not be as big of a deal, but still, I mean, to see an all-star like Allie Thunstrom go down, you know, obviously you hope she's okay. And, you know, she's so competitive and she's going to want to be there opening weekend. So, you know, I guess we'll see. Definitely. Um, you know, I think that, um, also, you know, you kind of hit it on the head with Sam. I mean, I think that's huge. He was able to, you know, do that for the preseason because, of course, we're not getting any broadcasts uh, for this uh, preseason run. So uh, that's fun and fresh and interesting and not at all something that we should be uh, you know, that we should be expecting in, you know, year eight of a professional league, but Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it was kind of disappointing because uh, as someone who full transparency, for those who don't know, I've been calling games for this league since season two. Um, But we I know for a fact that we've had preseason broadcasts um, because I've called preseason games, particularly, though, that year where they had I know it was definitely um, the Russian team that was before before the whole, you know, Russian Olympic athletes situation. Um, but I know that Team Russia came over. I believe um, South Korea had come over. Those games, actually, I kind of pulled a Sam Fryman <laughs> and streamed for my cell phone. I believe that was a Connecticut whale game. That was a little interesting. Amazing. But those were pre I guess would have would have been Pyeongchang Olympics. So we've had preseason games before, but it's been hit or miss. It's been hit or miss, not just this season, in fairness to, I guess, the PHF, but um, this league, hashtag this league. Anyway, (laughs) 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 this league has um, been hit or miss with preseason opportunities and then promoting those preseason opportunities. There once was a Champions Cup where the SDHL, I said that right, yes, SDHL champion came over um, and played 
See, I forgot um, about all that. Yeah, that was after 2018 when the Riveters won yeah. it all. Yeah. Oh, you want to know why I forgot about all that? It's, that's the season that I was not covering. That's the one season uh, I didn't see. There you go. Else. There you go. Yeah, we we are an archivist between between the OGs. I mean, I see DF in here. We we can archive uh, yep. all of the history, good, bad, indifferent, and all the crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I can so- I can archive most of it aside from that one season. That's season was not that that wasn't a great season for me but anyway go, I mean, I digress. But we're we're so glad you're back though right like let's Uh-oh. give some emojis to that welcome welcome back fam uh and we appreciate <laughs> you always uh we can't wait to hear what you have coming up and we we will before we close out this spaces but um again founding four podcasts we are doing our countdown to the premier hockey federation season starts november 5 6 we talked about that a little bit um, and preseason. So w- thanks to Sam, we're getting a little bit of preseason love. I, I got, I got to also give some stick taps to Dan Rice, who's been pretty good at making some inferences and using his sources to get us some updates. If you heard any of Sam's broadcast, you would have known this. And then Dan Rice also tweeted this earlier, but Mary Parker seems to be back for the Boston Pride. Now, nothing official yet because what we did get in a press release is that the PHF um, announced that teams can use some of their PTOs uh, during the preseason. Uh, PTO professional tryout. Yes, they can use some of their PTOs during the preseason. We also heard that, um, because I know people were asking about Jillian Dempsey, for example, um, not Every player that's on the roster is required to participate in the preseason matchups. That's another thing that came as part of the release. Yes, according to the bylaws, um, all the exhibition games, um, I think particularly ones that teams put together, rostered players, are those are on a voluntary basis. I believe the ones that teams are putting together, they will be paid for, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I remember when I was... uh, you know, wrapping it up for, for the garden uh, by law. Um, I found that very interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's strictly voluntary. And uh, I mean, I guess it makes sense, you know, for um, players, especially players who may need a little bit more time to, you know, rest some injuries, you know, shake off the rest, whatever. But uh, yeah. I mean, also, we have to remember that some players still have other things that they're doing. So, you know, True. there's that. <laughs> True. Yeah. Um, there's that. And so. Yeah, day job lives. Uh, okay, but oh, so, so we are, we've talked about the schedule, uh, when the season is opening up, but we also have a few other dates that are here, including, if I'm not mistaken, Angelica, are we getting an, another outdoor classic in Buffalo? Uh, yeah, not only are we getting an outdoor classic in Buffalo on December 16th, uh, but it is against, yet again, the Toronto Six, where a current uh, former Buttes goaltender has signed. So uh, may, might we say uh, Carly Jackson Revenge Tour? Maybe. Um, but, uh, yes, um, that is going to be uh, a little earlier in the season than it was last year, but, uh, I'm really excited. I love Riverworks. I think Riverworks is a gorgeous, gorgeous setting for an outdoor game. They've always been really, really cool with, uh, hosting the classic. So, um, I'm, I'm really excited. It's 
for Christmas. So it's going to be really, really cool. I love it. I, um, ironically, to, I'm always surprising to myself. I'm not a huge fan of the Christmas and, uh, you know, the holidays that fall within what we consider the air quotes, holiday season, uh, the end of your holiday season. But I am a fan of holiday movies. Like, I love all of the, the cheesiness, the sappiness, the just like, oh, of like, you know, the holiday movies. So, I mean, I think we might have to talk about this on the longer pod, which we're going to be dropping those um, also uh, once we get closer to the uh, regular season. But we might have to like, do a remix of the end of year holiday season uh phf style i think yeah you know like what's our version of like a corny hallmark hallmark podcast (laughs) you you almost sounded mad boston there hallmark i heard that listen there first of all i mean new england and new york are very very close uh, and we're pretty much related. There's certain things that are difficult to say in succession when you have a certain accent. My New York accent does not come out all the time, but I definitely get tongue twisted every once in a while. <laughs> uh, so do I for sure. I can't even say anything, especially when I get mad. People are like, oh, I heard that Brooklyn come out. I'm like, you yeah, shut the fuck up. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> hey, go. Yeah, listen, listen. We're not going to do that. Not, not on the Twitter spaces. Come to the podcast. Sorry. For all of that. But for the PG version, we'll just say coffee, chocolate, office, caucus, softball, sock Draw. talk, sock talk. What is that? <laughs> I didn't even realize I was saying what? it. You know. Okay. See, there is this thing that Julie Foudy was doing. It was a sock talk. See, I can't, I can't say talk, talk. How do you? I no, talk. I can't say talk, talk. either. I say talk. I talk. I so say talk. If, it's a, if it's supposed to rhyme, I'm not going to say sock talk. I'm going to say sock talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they don't rhyme. They're not supposed to rhyme. Are they supposed I, I to rhyme? Think it's supposed, I think it was supposed to be a thing like sock talk. And so I say sock talk, sock talk. <laughs> Stop. Off the rails we go in our first. Anyway, let's get it back. Let's get it back. Let's get it back. We're back. Anyway. We're back. And we're back. Okay. Anyway, enough of the sock talk. Let's talk about. <laughs> let's talk. We still have things to talk about when talk it comes about. to the schedule. Because um, another thing that we noticed here is that on uh, January 14th, um, you know, there's going to be a. a Another neutral site. Now, I don't have the numbers on this, but I feel like the Connecticut Whale have probably played the most neutral site games than any other franchise in NWHL slash PHF history. They've gone to um, Pittsburgh a bunch of times, um, and now they will play the Montreal Force. It will be a home game technically, but it's a TBA on where that is located. And the reason that I bring this up is because um, the Connecticut Whale are also a team that has a new arena. They are also, I know this for a fact, (laughs) they are the only founding four team. They are the the team in the league that has had more, I don't know, they change home ice like they change underwear. I mean, what's going on? What's going on? The franchise is truly all of Connecticut's team because they've moved around so much. Yeah. 
You're not wrong there. You are absolutely not wrong there. Uh, now we are at, I believe, the International Skating Center of Connecticut. Um, last year was what? Or not? I honestly don't even know. Oh, no, they were, at, they were at Danbury Ice Arena, but then they practiced and had like their home locker room somewhere else. Yeah, it's it's a whole thing. I'm just it's like, Connecticut? Okay, cool. If I drive somewhere, I'm sure I'll come across them. The Nutmeg State. They're they're the the state. They are the team uh-huh. of the Nutmeg State. So you know, um, but yeah, I think they're playing a game at Milford Ice Center also yes. early in the season. They're playing so, against the Beats and Milford Ice Arena. Yep. There you go, Ice Arena. Mm-hmm. There you go. I said center. We got to get to Canada, and then they spell it with the T, you know, the, with the E at the end, not the R at the end. So, um, but okay, but not the only team that has moved. Uh, we have Minnesota New Home Ice, the Riveters New Home Ice. And uh-huh. even though Connecticut historically might have had the most home rinks, Montreal is going to have the most in one season. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well we got four five of them five of them six of them i can't one two three yeah it's like six and we knew this we knew they're gonna do this kind of barnstormy situation um you know i think if you read some of the reporting of course we know there is the the non-existent thing that absolutely exists between women's pro hockey right now and you know i wonder if there's just some figuring out of things that has to happen as far as you know drawing uh territorial rights so i don't know but i i think it it could be interesting um um i think it is interesting well especially because i mean it's not like the six had this problem really but then again the six came in and in, in a single site season so maybe they had I don't know why that was so dramatic, but you know, it's all right. <laughs> dramatic people. We're dramatic about being that's fine. Very true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the uh the most interesting one to me, um, and I did I did clown this a little bit earlier when it was first announced, but uh the Riveters at the American Dream Mall. Um uh, let me just say this. Okay, I'm you sure say, you say your thing, but also I just want to say that I clowned it when it came out, and I'm still clowning it. So, but um, well, I am. I am like I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this, and then I'm probably gonna go back to clowning it. Um, I I'm sure it's a beautiful rink. I'm sure it's state of the art. I'm sure that it's got lovely, lovely amenities for the players, and I love that for them. But. <laughs> But really, though, you went from the hockey house to to, to, to you know, think like I'm just a little confused, and I know that I know whose name is all over this, and I'm not gonna. Say because I've already this, I'm not gonna go off on a tangent about this person. But I know exactly who came up with this. I just say just stop. But okay. All right, go ahead. 
<sighs> okay, so yes, a lot of players, uh, and I believe Ivo Mutsek, who is the assistant coach this year, have gone on the record to say that the facilities are bar none. And I, it's not hard to believe that is true comparative to the Hockey House, which was in Newark, New Jersey. I have covered many a game there and have seen the locker room facilities and know particularly for the away team what that was like. I have been to, what is it, American Dream? Also, like, okay. Yeah. Anyway, I, yeah. I, like, yeah. Outside of hockey, like, <laughs> I just, I just can't. But anyway, um, that's what it's called. So there we go. I guess it's just like I have to get used to that they are actually the Metropolitan Riveters. But what? Chaos. Yo no sé. Anyway, um, <laughs> I can't. Um, see, I got distracted already. Okay. So American Dream. I have been there. Um, it is literally a rink in a mall there's shopping when i was there they were building a restaurant and then if you're on the bench as a player and you turn all the way around there's like a pool like a wave pool you can see it from the ice rink and i mean i'm just trying to understand the the biggest issue and why it's a it's a no for me dog is because i just don't see where fans are supposed to be um, right. As a, someone who used to work um, in the restaurant industry and has a sister that works in retail, I am very concerned for the people that work in the mall and their storefronts are right there because that just seems like a traffic foot traffic nightmare. Well, I, also, I think that <laughs> they're closed on Sundays. So exactly is that, how are they oh, going to that's weird. Well? That's like a that's like living in Tulsa, but in New Jersey. What? That's what yeah, that's what I heard. I'm still trying to verify that. And that's probably like a 30 second Google search to try and figure out their hours. But from <laughs> what I understand is that 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 facility is the shopping and, and I think the only thing that's open are the restaurants. So now you're gonna have you know, the whole idea was to try, I guess, I guess, I guess the whole I idea guess. was gonna try to uh, pull in new fans, which girl, I guess, but at the same time, like the fans ain't going to be there half the time you're playing there. So I, I'm trying to think. What? And I mean, like their home games, not, it's not like their home games are exclusively on Sundays. I don't, I don't, I, 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 I there is a vision perhaps quizás, that I'm just not seeing. I, um, I'm not really a part of this American dream. I'm sorry. I don't no! see how. No, <laughs> this is not my American dream. This is my America. We have a problem. Uh, shout out to Beyonce. Um, so I don't know. I don't. I don't see the vision. I don't see it. What I will say is that um, the Riveters had some, like uh, it was. A, it looked very. They looked very happy. There was media there. I don't know what media. Uh, I think Dan Rice was able to go. They had some kind of like media day i guess and had people that for them. they did a thing and sure um i don't see it i don't see the vision but you know i've been wrong about things before uh, I, if they it's you know, if they like it 
If they like it, I love it. That's it. If they like it, I love it. The players are all here for it. I think where I would like to extend just a little morsel of uh, food for thought for the league is that fans have to have it be accessible. Um, And the Riveters have uh, fumbled a bag there before. Um, And so I'm just just trying to figure that out. As the league grows, the fan experience, it it has to be taken into consideration uh, because... We're the ones that drive the revenue from ticket sales and merch, um, which could literally be its own spaces regarding, as I mentioned before, hashtag this league. Uh, But we're going to move on. We're going to move on from that. Um, And for those who've been listening to our revitalized Founding Four pod, you know that we have a, a series that we do and we will always and continue to do, and it is called For the Culture. It's happenings among melanated and culturally rich hockey homies. And we haven't talked about this on any of our episodes before, and we will have Soroya Tinker, hint, hint, wink, wink, on a longer episode. Those will live on uh, our podcast. Anywhere you get podcasts, Founding Four Pod, look us up. Make sure you subscribe. Um, But Soroya Tinker becomes the first PHF athlete to be sponsored by Sherwood Hockey. Yes, and this this I uh, this I unambiguously love for her because it's just so good to see her getting her flowers and to see first of all the PHF start to get like and its players start to get recognizable brand deals like this and I feel like Soroya Tinker in particular is doing what no PHF athlete has done yet. Um, you know, barring the the national team players who participated in this league when it was the NWHL way back when at this point in this iteration of the league she's doing what a lot of other players have not yet done and I I'd love it I think it, it opens a lot of doors and I just love it for her too I mean hell you know <laughs> let the sister get her like let the sister get her coin seriously Yes, that part. And, you know, there was room left in the press release. Uh, I was able to write about this for Forbes. So go check that out. We'll tweet it out from Founding Four Pod. Um, but um, <clears throat> I, I think it also left the door open that perhaps we'll see other PHF athletes um, sponsored by Sherwood, but you hit it. You hit the nail on the head that this is, we're starting to see this. I also, we're always going to give love to Mike Murphy. Although Angelica is my co-host, my co-founder of the founding Four podcast is Mike Murphy. He deserves all of the flowers and all of the hugs and all of the love and all of the pet videos and gifts and images because he is an amazing person but i also want to give him stick taps because we've talked about this on the longer shows and again you can check those out on wednesday we have some that we haven't released that we'll put up for you um but he has not only done a great job this season getting us a little bit more transparency with players salaries but also with player and uh, players and agents So we're starting to see a shift. This will also be not the first season, but I think the first season where um, we, we see a real swell in players being able to play in this league exclusively, regardless of if they're on a national team or not. And so the more information that we have on salaries, the more information that we have on agents, 
I think is going to bode well for the players in particular and them being able to secure these deals. So our for the culture moment is Soroya Tinker. Tink, getting things done. You love to see it. I also love that every time I've spoken to Tink, she also is thinking about giving back to the next generation. And yeah. there's a term for it. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but um, um Pro tip on equity, if you are in a position to negotiate a contract, put an equity primer into your contract. And in the case of Soroya Tinker, she has been very intentional with her partnerships and all of her partnerships. Again, I spoke to her. We'll have that for you on Founding 4 Pod coming up once we do our T6 preview. And we'll get into that in a minute. But um, she is making sure that all of her sponsors, because she's also a Nike athlete, one of the first that we've seen for this league and a few other things. She's making sure that she is um, in her contract writing in Black Girl Hockey Club because for those who may not know, she is the executive director of Black Girl Hockey Club Canada and there'll be more Mm -hmm. coming out on that. You're going to definitely want to listen to our interview with Tink and there'll be some more information coming out about that. But so if you're in a position uh, to negotiate your contract, just, just, you know, think about ways that you can bring in and call in other people, other organizations, other communities into your contract, aka be like Tink. Be like Tink. Yeah. <laughs> that is the definition of we all get a plate, and I love it. And love it. Let's, let's be real. I mean, she is a constant for the culture moment. We we stand Soria Tinker on this podcast and in this household always. So. We do. We do. And I didn't ask Tink about this, but I'm definitely keeping an eye on because, I mean, I know you were in the – actually, I'm going to kick this over to you because you were um, at – you were in Florida, right, for the kind of single site playoff. And it seemed yeah. like sparks were flying, but not the good kind of sparks between Boston and Toronto. And then when Boston got them rings, I saw people bruh, chirping at Tink. And I was like, skirt, hold on, wait, Matt. So, fam, what's wait, real? I met girl. I, listen. Tea? Listen, okay, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real honest with you. That weekend was the worst weekend of my life. I tweeted about that I think earlier last week. Um that weekend was horrible. So anytime I was not at the rink, I was kind of like sobbing somewhere. Thank God Eleni put up with me for that long because I was insufferable. Um so I didn't see any of that. Um I would not be surprised. I feel like last season's uh, Pride team in particular had uh, a little bit of uh, an ego about it. Um, I mean, again, uh, no shade to, to most, if not all of those players, because again, they're very talented. They worked hard for that, but I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. All right, I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and find this tweet, but I know that Kaylee Fratkin uh, tweeted something and like literally at like added her handle at Tink, and then Tink was like, I forget, what, I can't remember exactly what the exchange was, but she was like, okay, cool, 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 tight, tight, tight. Um, also glad to see that I lived rent free in your head for all these months. And for, real like, room. Room. for real though, for real though. What is the, what is the point? Like you just want a cup. You were about to get married. Like why are you so worried about what Soraya Tinker thinks about your little ring? Like come on. 
girl, I don't know. I don't know. I just know it was getting spicy. I remember I tweeted something because something had happened. And um, I was like, oh, it's getting spicy. And then Tink was like, okay, I, I, I cop that. I peeped that. I was like, wait a minute. No, no, don't do that. I'm just saying, like, it's spicy all over. Don't, don't, don't. I'm not, I'm not. No. To not about you. No, no worries. Yeah. We have not have to do that. But uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I won't speak too much more about that except uh, this season, uh, Whale by a Million. That's all I got to say. Whale by a million. Oh, snap. I, okay. I know I, I literally just said I wasn't going to pledge allegiance to nobody, but you know, you can't take me too serious on this thing. But um, <laughs> I, um, I was heartbroken for the whale. I thought that that, that was their best chance. Um, and it just, it just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. Uh, but it be, it be like that. This this season though, I mean, they're looking. This is the thing with the whale. I think the whale, more than any other team, have really like kept their core intact mm. and also added. At least on paper, they have added some great pieces to their pie. So I would not be surprised if they get their lovely little revenge this season. But that's just me. Mm. Mm, okay okay we're gonna see that seemed like the team and i wanted it for doyle captain for the whale have been there since the beginning uh of course was going by turner um but doily i wanted to see that um but you know i i, I think you're right i think that, that that roster is looking pretty solid so we're gonna have to see but the good thing is that all of these storylines on helica we will be getting into into more depth and detail because we will be back we will be back here on Twitter Spaces. We're going to do a Sunday, Wednesday uh, schedule for our uh, preseason previews. And we're going to go team by team. We're going in alpha order. So we're going to start with Boston. They just so happen to be the reigning champions and the only repeat champions and thus henceforth ergo. Uh, the only franchise to have three rings. I will say the flex when they showed the rings in their picture. And I was like, mm, I see Jillian Dempsey because she's the only one that had three rings. <laughs> I mean, she deserves it, though. She deserves all the good things. All of the good things she, for teacher. She does. We love we love in this house we stand. Um, yes. So, yes, we are going to start off with Boston. That's going to happen on Wednesday. Now, we're going to be 5 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to try and stick to that schedule, but we got to see what's happening in, you know, our lives and the, in the world of hockey, generally speaking. But we're going to try to keep it to 5 p.m. Sundays, 7 p.m on Wednesdays this is Eastern Standard Time because now as someone who actually goes to other time zones I'm like dang like the elitism of Eastern Standard Time is real like y'all just be assuming everyone knows it's ET time like baby I'm a whole hour later <laughs> I mean <laughs> she's like I mean I don't I don't know what to say I don't, I don't know what to say <laughs> I can't relate <laughs> I can't relate can't relate okay fine 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 I'll be on ET next week, though. So, um, so yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to start with Boston, and then we're going to go to Buffalo, and we have the expert that's a co-host, so you're not going to want to miss that. And then uh, 
CT. Uh, so we have Boston, Buffalo, CT Well, and we go to the Metropolitan Riveters. So in that way, by going alpha order, we still take care of the founding four first, which I, I love. It's on brand. It's so on brand. Love that for us. Love, love that for us. So we hope that you'll join us. And if you are ever so led, you may join us and speak on stage for Twitter Spaces. But we're also going to have, we're going to do our best to have a, a dedicated expert um, and co-host join us. And so for Wednesday, the one and only Sam Fryman will be joining us on Twitter Spaces. And we're working on some other people too, because we know that there are people that do amazing work in women's hockey. We are specifically for right now, leading up to the PHF season, talking about the Premier Hockey Federation. But on those Wednesday episodes, make sure you're following and you subscribe to Founding Four Podcasts we'll talk about some other things because baby there is plenty afoot in hockey of course for some people we've got the excitement of the national hockey season the m nhl thank you very much uh, girls yes. anyway that's a whole nother y'all check me at e Lindsay for just the foolishness of men being mad Ooh. that i called a men's league a men's league but i can't anyway i digress we're um, gonna do that yeah, we're, we're fighting right now the the men's national hockey league in LA, as yes. we usually are as oh, we usually yeah. are, exactly. We will definitely, un unfortunately, talk about some of that. We don't want to get into too many trigger warnings for today, but um, we know that there's some serious stuff happening in the MNHL. We know that there's serious stuff happening with Hockey Canada. And again, we have some episodes we haven't released where we talk about some of that as it unfolded in the offseason. So we will get into that a little bit more. But for Twitter spaces, we're going to keep it PHF. But we also know the PWHPA is getting started. We've got the national teams Um that will have some uh, rivalry series. I think we've got, they've announced um, Pittsburgh. They've announced Seattle, Climate Pledge Arena. Did I, did, I, did I mess around and see they're going to Vegas too? I'm like, let's go. I love that. All right. Let's I go. So there is not a shortage of things, good, bad, and different, enraging, and all of the above to talk about. And we will do that on the show. But Twitter spaces for the next few weeks will be focused on the PHF. But uh, we're going to close it out with, um, you know, and last but not least, I want to thank me because we also stand Snoop in this house. But um, <laughs> Angelica, this is a chance for you to just, you know, uh, promote what you've got going on. Like, what, what's good? We, we already did what's good in your world, but now let people know where they can get all of your amazing hockey coverage. Um, well, first off, we have an actual king listening. Hello, Mike. Uh, glad to see yes! you. Yes, I didn't even. We were just you singing your praises. Yes, we already gave. We were just. Yes, we were just singing your praises, but also, um, yeah, I mean, so. <laughs> Funnily enough, um, as you all know, I write for the Ice Garden, which Mike Murphy is an editor at. And uh, yeah, so we've got some stuff there. I have a new notebook series. You're going to see a lot more from me, I think, in the next few months here uh, throughout this season. Um, I've got a notebook every week um, since I am going to practices regularly twice a week. Uh, you'll see my little insights there. I've got a couple of features up my sleeve, uh, one with a returner, and then I have some other stuff coming up 
Ute-centric. Um, I'm continuing my columns. Um, I have a book review coming out still. I'm, uh, you know, taking forever to finish that, but you will see my book review of Kendall Coyne Schofield's book. Um, and uh, yeah, so that is all coming up in the next week or so. And then, um, you know, down the line, um, you know, I, I kind of take the features and stuff as they come. So uh, we will see. But uh, as of right now, I've got some fun stuff, some fun buttes and PHF centric stuff in the pipeline. Yes, we love a queen that stays busy and gives us the hashtag content. I love that. I love that for you. I love that for us. And of course, stick taps to Mike, also to Michelle J, who um, has stepped away. We have some amazing leaders at the Ice Garden, so y'all keep yes. doing it. I love that. The Founding Four Absolutely. podcast uh, originally came from the Ice Garden, so it's all love in this house. As for me, I am very eager to start solidifying my hockey broadcast schedule. So there might be some additional opportunities that I should be able to announce hopefully soon as we enter the uh, regular season for all hockey leagues, because of course college hockey has already begun. Love that. Kaylee Fracken Lee was on an all woman broadcast uh, the other day to open up um, hockey East coverage. So you'll love to hear it, love to see it. Um, and so got that going on. I will also be of course holding things down with Angelica here at the founding four pod. We're excited to do a new medium Twitter spaces. Again, we mentioned that we're going to go alpha order. So we're starting with our Boston pride preview on Wednesday. I'm very excited for that. Sam Fryman's going to join us. Um, I, Yes, it's going to be good. It's going to be dope. It's going to be hot. Uh, I will be back on the East Coast, so I'm hoping to catch some preseason. Um, and then also we'll be doing a little bit more for Forbes. Uh, got to speak to Soraya Tinker. Again, I mentioned that, but also asked her about something that we didn't talk about on this spaces, but we will talk about on the podcast, the traditional length podcast. But um, Sammy Joe Small coming to the PHF and the Toronto yeah, in particular. Love it. She dropped some amazing nuggets. I know Mike Murphy was on that call in real time. I had a, a conflict, but I'm really just breaking that down, what we heard from Sammy Joe Small, but also what Tink had to say about the Toronto Six. So I'm excited for that to come over on Forbes. But that's going to do it for our first ever spaces. Okay, see, shout out to Taylor. We we shouted out Black Girl Hockey Club. We know y'all got big yeah. things going on. We shouted out Soroya Tinker, new executive director um, for B Black Girl Hockey Club. See, I, be, I can't with my acronyms right now. I'm tired, y'all. But um, <laughs> with Black Girl <laughs> Hockey Club of Canada. So Tink talked about that. We're excited. Thanks for joining. Um, yeah, but that's going to close out spaces for Sunday, but we'll be back Wednesday talking about the Boston Pride. And Helika, let the folks know where they can find you on the Twitters, in case they're just listening um, and not, like, actually looking at the at Twitter spaces. <laughs> I was gonna say, y'all already know, I'm Adrina de la Isla on Twitter, um, and, uh, yeah, Erica, let us know where we can find you. Yes, fantastic. And if you are listening only, go back into Twitter Spaces and you can click on not only any of us as the host, but anyone in here and make sure you follow them. But I'm also in here as myself, 
at elinz08 and as locked on kraken i'm very excited for the seattle kraken their second ever season uh you can never speak ill of maddie Beneers around me because i may or may not fight you not literally although i'm not opposed to it um <laughs> <laughs> i'm from new york let's go but um let's no go. that that's where you can find my hockey coverage uh is on my personal account and of course right here at founding four pod would love if you followed the podcast as well but that is all we hope that you are doing well again there is a lot of news and you know bless all of us who also keep an eye and ear out on what's happening in women's soccer there's just a lot going on in the world and so for those who join us to hopefully have some fun keep it real but hopefully light and fun we so appreciate you because that's how we keep each other going when the news ain't so great so thank you all for taking some time out we appreciate you all we hope to hear from you in these twitter spaces as we move forward but for Angelica Rodriguez I am Erica Lindsay Ayala and this is the Founding Forward Pod peace bye